Welcome to the IMM Podcast, the hub for creatives and entrepreneurs, from digital marketing to managing content, right down to creating that perfect business plan. Listen, sometimes becoming an entrepreneur can be just a little too much to juggle with everyday life. This podcast provides a platform for creatives who understand that the plunge towards entrepreneurship doesn't just happen overnight. So kick back and tune in. We've got the latest on building your dreams into realities. Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovative Minds Media Podcast. I'm your host, Matia Johnson. And tonight, I have a special guest. Her name is Asia Taylor. Say hey, Asia. Hey. <laughs> Asia Taylor is a filmmaker based in Chicago with a passion for storytelling. From napkin sketches to lengthy mission statements, she enjoys transforming the passions of others into digital stories. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Asia. Well, I was born and raised in Silver Spring, Maryland. I went to school in Maryland. I uh, went to grad school in D.C. And I'm a recent transplant to the Chicago area. I love Chicago. The food, the culture, the vibes are amazing. And it is a really warm new home. And yeah, it's a little bit about me, right? That's awesome. And fun fact for the audience, Asia and I went to grad school together at American University, Mm -hmm. class of 2017. So we made it. We made it. Yes. Yes, we did. And so I actually would like for you to tell us three fun facts about yourself (laughs) that we would not know. Okay. uh, Three fun facts. Mm, okay, so the first one is hands down the best thing on this earth is mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay. I love, <laughs> I love me some mint chocolate chip ice cream. Second one is I play the violin. I love the violin. It's, it gives me peace, centers me, um, and gives me a lot of great energy. I didn't say I was good. But you know, but you're getting there. Hey, listen, it does, but it does it does good for my soul. So we gonna keep doing it. Um, and the last thing is that, hmm, I mean, I love what I do. That's good. I guess that, I guess that would be the last thing. I really do. I love That's what I do. good. I mean, because you have to love what you do, right? Because if you don't, mm-hmm. then what are you doing it for? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's amazing. So just kind of tell us how you started with film and how it became to be something that you love. Mm, I really, I'm, I'm really more in love with stories and I like to classify myself as a storyteller because I enjoy like, you know, taking something that is passionate and close to someone else or, or finding, you know, uh, connections in, in the human experiences of people and tell really compelling stories that promote people to act in some sort of way. And I think that started maybe like in high school, I did the morning announcements and we did like a television version of the morning announcements for a couple of um, episodes. And then in, um, in college, I was had the opportunity to work on an independent film set where I thought 
<laughs> it was going to be me working, you know, directly. The director was going to be hand-holding me and telling me what to do and stuff like that. But it was really kind of like do your thing internship where you got to figure it out. And I remember after the first week of doing behind the scenes footage and I had all these hours of footage laying in front of me, I just started piecing the pieces of the puzzle together and like taking the human experiences that happened on set uh, behind the camera and really started crafting something that um, I fell in love with. The next thing I knew, it was 4 a.m. Wow. So I was like, you know, Maybe this is what I should be doing, you know. Uh, and ever since that, honestly, ever since that night, I've just fell in love with like piecing stories together. First as an editor, uh, then as an animator, and then I went to grad school with this really cool girl named Matia. And oh, well, thank you. Now <laughs> and now I'm doing it as a producer, and all of that relies on just the love of stories and human experiences and how. Their common connections in them. Mm, I hear that. So, mm. would you say is it harder to get started or to keep going? Mm. I would say keep going because if you're hungry or you're curious, you can easily get started. Mm-hmm. But um, when calamity, trouble, failure, um, you know, or or, or fatigue comes into the mix of your of your anyone's journey that is when it gets kind of hard to be like I gotta keep going I gotta keep following my dreams I gotta keep doing what's close to me and what's important to me regardless that's a lot harder than just saying oh yeah let me try this out right the motivation behind everything and sometimes you're not always gonna to be honest you're not always gonna have motivation so it has to become like a habit Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely because motivation will come and leave especially if you fail right after failing at something you're not going to be super motivated to go back out and do it again you that's, know you got to kind of push yourself you got to kind of push yourself to to the point where if you to the point where you get where if you fail you get hungrier you know you get to a whole nother level right right I think that's why a lot of people stop their dreams right in their tracks because you can have the motivation and it's like adrenaline right and so you're like listen whatever it is if you're trying to develop a magazine or even if you're trying to create a film you know uh sometimes you can really burn yourself out you know that that adrenaline would just run i guess could run itself into the core and then that's why a lot of people say you know what i just can't do this anymore yes so what advice would you give someone who says that um hmm I would say that I don't believe in coincidences Mm -hmm. and I think that your vision is your vision. So if you start getting fatigued and all of that and thinking about quitting, it's not a coincidence that you got to where you are right now. It's not like something that is you just happened upon. It could be your destiny, you know what I'm saying? Like you got here because of God. So it's not a coincidence that you're here right now. So because it's not a coincidence that you're here right now, that probably means that you're supposed to be here. So you should keep working. Mm-hmm. 
so that you can get to the next level. Right. I always say, you know, because um, giving up does happen, but I always mm-hmm. say, know what you're giving up before you do. Oh, and yeah. know the reason. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a cancer, so. <laughs> we, well, I'm thinking about people in that sense. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's good to know when to give up, too. Yeah, that is true. I mean, so back to film in a sense. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to have a career in creating film? Do it. <laughs> just, do, just do it. Do it. Just do it. Um, my advice would be do it. My advice would be don't have, don't have ideas that fit your budget. Mm. Your, your ideas need to be 10 times your budget so that it'll make you hungry enough to accomplish and execute those ideas. Like, just, you, you just gotta do it. Um, my favorite book is, um, has this quote that reads, if, you're, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not big enough. So don't, um, because like, yeah, if your dreams aren't scaring you, then those are tasks. Yeah. Those are things that you're planning. They're not your dreams. Your dreams should be like, how in the world? How in the world am I fitting to do this? Yeah. And you have to take that first step. I mean, even even Peter put mm-hmm. his pinky toe out. Come on. <laughs> Come in on. The, in the water. Oh, listen. <laughs> he put the pinky Don't toe out in the stop. water. So, hey. Yes, he did. You gotta, you gotta take that first step. <laughs> you gotta take that first step, and you know what? That's a good, such a good analogy that you brought that up because the fact that when Peter, Peter was already out on the water, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. was already out on the water and started sinking because, yeah, he just he happened to look, up. look at the water. Basically, looked at the trouble. Yeah, yes. he was, he was giving up. You mm-hmm. can't give up on your dream, whatever that dream is, whatever, whatever that journey is. You can't give up. You can't for what because you you all the way out in the water now like don't give up don't go back don't go back we can't go back but speaking of uh not going back and speaking of creating mm-hmm. so let's talk a bit about boxville and the fact that yes. you have been entered into the aia film challenge so what is that mm-hmm. So the AIA film challenge is a competition that challenges filmmakers and people in the architectural community to craft a film that is only 90 seconds long and that film has to basically tell the story of that architect and it is really hard to make a film that is only 90 seconds long Mm -hmm. what's the the average length of a short film like I thought short films are like 30 minutes or, or something like that yeah, exactly. I don't even know if there's an average because I feel like, you know, the film industry is, is becoming so flexible and, and, and creative. And, you know, with the, if the shorter the film is, the easier it can fil- fit into film slots on film festivals. So I don't think there's an average, but I know 90 seconds. That's short. Yeah, super short. So anyway, so the film, festi- the film challenge is a 90 second film that talks about how an architect is partnering with the community to create a healthier, sustainable, just world. That was the the film prompt. 
So I went and I remember I was in a situation where I was trying to figure out, do I want to enter this and whatnot? And I said, this would be an excellent opportunity to find an architect that has um, traits that match this and that also is, is empowering somehow the black community. That's awesome. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. So you edited and directed, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm, I mean, as I started my story, I'm an editor first, always. I always, always think at the end when I'm at the beginning. Mm. So what do you think, um, what level of responsibility do Black filmmakers have to the culture? You know, and do you feel that being mm. a creative person requires that you get back or tell a particular story? Um, I feel like requires is a heavy word, but I definitely feel like as a filmmaker, honestly, I can even take it a step back as a creative. I feel like we all have an obligation to somehow find a way for our craft to uplift our culture. Mm-hmm. And whatever the way or whatever assignment that is, that obviously will be unique to that person. Um, they should, you know, finish that assignment. And I, I feel like I was given an assignment, and I'm, I finished part of it. Right. So we won't see yeah. what the other part is, but yeah, I finished part of it. So, in a sense, we can't talk about Boxville without talking about Bronzeville. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and when I first watched your ninety second uh, clip, I was like, well, wait a minute, is it Boxville or Bronzeville? Well, so Bronzeville was also or is also known as the black metropolis and so back in the and this is just a little history for the audience back in the 20s and 30s it was like it ran like a seven mile radius and it was very um popular for african-american culture and businesses so the neighborhood was actually small um but it was lively and it was really, really also known for entertainment and nightclubs. And so, and not to mention a, a whole bunch of celebrity celebrities used to run through there, Ida B. Wells, Louis Armstrong, and it was just popping. Like it, the crowds reflected a mix of people living in what they call like the black belt, young and old, mm-hmm. poor and prosperous, like professionals and laborers. And it was really, really, uh, Bronzeville was really, really known for jazz, blues and gospel music. Yep. So basically, just a lit strip. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, Boxville is a 90-second film to talk about uh, like bringing the life back uh, to the African-American culture within that uh, vicinity. So, yeah. And you know, talk about the interview locations. Like, what was that like? Mm, um, well, I, I definitely wanted to make sure that all of the locations of the interviews were unique and I unique to the specific person. Um, and like, for example, AJ's interview, who is an entrepreneur that just had her brand, uh, her fashion brand launch. I wanted her to be inside of the box, like inside of what she just, you know, worked so hard to create and put her passion and her love in and her dreams and, I think that it's really important as a filmmaker to when you're thinking about where you interview someone to not always go for where's the most like convenient, but really to think out the box and make sure that that interview space 
connects with the actual individual because it'll tell the story behind the story even better okay yeah so how did you come to take on this project and what was production like for you or like in your own words what would Chicago be without Boxville right um how did I come on to take this project hmm well, I'm going to give you a version of the, the longer story, which is I initially moved to Chicago and lived on the north side. And in June, um, kind of mid to late June, there was a lot of unrest in America, uh, especially after the George Floyd uh, murder. And it's just it was just a lot of protesting. And it was just and in Chicago, I felt that tension as well. I was coming home and I kind of made this turn on the street and this guy got agitated and he was like yelling and whatnot and called me a nigger. Wow. And at 30 years old, I can definitely be transparent to say that was the first time that someone had called me a nigger to my face. And um, it definitely had a huge effect on me, you know, triggering you know, it, I was fearful you know, even afterwards. And um, it kind of changed like my, my just my, my energy a little bit. And um, I decided that it was time for me to move from the north side to the south side to be in a more diverse community that represented my culture. Mm. So, well, kudos to you for making that move because, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't, I definitely needed, um, I needed to be surrounded by my culture in order to thrive. Well, cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, cheers um, to that. I was looking at where to move to, and just like you mentioned all this history of Chicago, uh, you of Bronzeville in Chicago, you can't search up historically Black neighborhoods and Bronzeville not come up. So I started looking into it and I started researching about it and I was just like, yep, this is the city for me. And I moved here and I loved it. So I found out this um, competition and I was like, well, I don't really know anybody because I'm new to not only Chicago, but now even the city and um, the area rather. And um, I started Googling black architects in Bronzeville and then, Bernard came up, who is the owner and architect of, of Boxville. So he came up and I reached out to him. And fast forward, we're talking now. It really was a series of things just really being ordained and placed so that this story can come alive. And everybody that I met was more than eager to share their story, more than eager to um, allow me to, as a filmmaker, be the ambassador of their story. And it, it really was encouraging. And I think the final piece, while difficult to, to stuff everything in only 90 minutes, I think... Um, well, 90 seconds. I, I, can, I can imagine. <laughs> right. Right. I want it to be 90 minutes. No. While it was difficult to stick to 90 seconds... Um, I'm really proud of the end product and I think the people of Boxville are too. I think that's amazing. I mean, I just, I never even knew about bronze. First of all, I never knew about bronze for Chicago. You know, mm -hmm. I never knew that, um, that 
like many years ago, segregation prevented African Americans from shopping in downtown. Mm-hmm. there and that Bronzeville was actually the hub for black owned businesses mm-hmm. that you know sold the community everything mm-hmm. you know until the segregation happened yeah. and it separated like the business from from yeah. booming yeah and I what's really interesting about that particular story is that the whole of it is so yeah the segregation prevented them from shopping in the West Loop in downtown Chicago and it prevented, you know, and, and the only reason they would be down there is for like, you know, menial jobs like shoe shiner or something like that. But bigger than that, it's that they were like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Bronzeville and built their own. Built their own. And I feel like that spirit of entrepreneurialism has been deeply rooted in Bronzeville. And Boxville really is creating a space that allows the flourishment of bringing Bronzeville as a whole back to the black metropolis it once was. And I think that's so important because in essence, Boxville offers the community mm-hmm. and the, entre- the entrepreneurs affordable spaces mm-hmm. for building those enterprises and creating jobs mm-hmm. uh, in order to revitalize the community because mm-hmm. it had been such a long time yeah, uh, with with everything, with with the culture just changing, I think this film, ninety seconds, it sheds light on that. And to be honest, like when I watch the clip, I mean, the their faces just like light up when they talk about Bronzeville and <laughs> it being like the Black Metropolis. And yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I I really enjoyed um, being in the presence of like so many of 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 so many dreamers, right? So many people that were like, you know what, like I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're gonna do it, you know. Just I'm gonna do this, and they're just executing so flawlessly uh, the, their dream, and it's it's really the energy is like in the air. You can feel like the motivation and and the passion. It's, it's really inspiring to live here. That's awesome. And honestly, I haven't, uh, I've been in Chicago before, but it's been about 15 years. So I really need to make another trip out there because That's I want to see Boxville. So I want to see it. True. I need to like visit and get out of the DMV for a bit. Yes. Come through. So the film soundtrack, let's talk about Theory oh. Martin X. <laughs> So this is another, you know, example of really like God just laying the bricks and me walking by, I was interviewing one of the interviewees. And then afterwards I was like, I really need to have a Chicago art artist as a score of the film, because I didn't want it to be just like your regular stock music or your re- regular thing you find. Royalty free <laughs> music, right. Like, yeah. Especially, I think it's really important for filmmakers that aren't from the actual like area or, or the background and the film that they're producing to make sure that they go the extra mile to make sure that it's authentic. And I felt that by having a Chicago artist as a score for the film, that that will help really tie in with you know the Chicago culture. And it was, and so 
uh, the interviewee was like, yeah, of course, I know someone that introduced me to theory. Uh, and I, I, I was just amazed by the, the connection that he had with, from the beginning. And more so, I was amazed because he was so willing to allow me to use his song. And I mean, he didn't have to. He didn't know from in, anything. And his name is Theory Martin X. And you, that's also his Instagram handle. So definitely follow him and listen to his project. Um, the song is called Brighter Day. And it is from the album, which is entitled The Righteous Will Prevail. Wow. Yes. I love that. I love that. So he's born and raised in Chicago. Like he's strictly yeah. Chicago all day. Okay. Amazing. It's always prevail. I said the righteous will prevail. It's all, the righteous always. The prevail. righteous always prevail. And so uh, you guys can listen to his music at theorymartinx.com. Um, Chicago artists definitely support him. We all have to support our entrepreneurs and our just people, our creatives and our people who are out here thriving. Um. So, 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 what other projects are you working on? Like, I know Boxville is like a major thing, <laughs> but are you working on anything else that you can tell us about? Um, that I can tell you about. Yes, I'm. I'm working on this piece with some other uh, ladies that I met here in Chicago, and I'm really, really excited about it. And it. I'm going to keep it under wraps, but I will say this, that I think that there's so many stories within the Black community that need to be told, especially when it's like around trauma. Mm. And I'm working on a piece that explores that, and I'm really excited for the direction that it's going in. So definitely follow my Instagram, discovering underscore the unseen. Um, as you know, things matriculate and solidify, I definitely will be sharing the journey of making this film. Yes. Well, we are so excited and I think you're an amazing editor and amazing director and you really have such a great, (laughs) (laughs) like, right here come the waterworks. You have such a great vision and you've always been, you know, dream oriented, goal oriented, solutions oriented and it's just always great to watch you thrive and I mean like literally everything you touch turns to gold so I have no doubt that you are you know always on the right path doing amazing things thank you so much for having me on this podcast like we 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 done we don't want to church (laughs) gotta always go to church like you got to Oh man, no, but it was great talking to you. You know, it's I love the vibe and the energy of your whole brand. Oh, thank you. It's not only empowering for me, like as a as a woman, to see a woman doing what you're doing, but also to really be a support system to entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah, because we need we need as much support as we can get, right? <laughs> um, the road to entrepreneurship is not easy. And it's not. And honestly, we go back to church. You keep, you keep some. <laughs> right. I mean, I was just going to say, honestly, it, it it's like one step at a time, right? Like mm-hmm. definitely just taking it back, 
to the story of Peter walking on water. He put that one baby toe in there. And I, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, we just have to do that. Like, as long as you have enough oomph in you to do that, then you know what? Just just all is well. That's so true. All That's- is well. So tell us about voting. Tell us, tell us how we can vote. How you can vote. Okay. You can go to my Instagram page, which is discovering underscore the unseen. And in my bio, there's a link. You click it. Or you can go to the AIAfilmchallenge.com and also vote there. And we also just found out yesterday. Ooh, we have news. And uh, the film was qualified as a finalist. Yes. So really excited, but we're getting first place. That's so- amazing. We're going to wait and find that out in October because I'm manifesting it. Mm-hmm. Wait and find out in October, you know, the first place, first, second, third. And that's when the People's Choice Award ends. So you have 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. Yes. So you guys heard it. Go to Asia's Instagram, discovering underscore the unseen, and click the link in the bio. It will take you directly to the URL where you can vote. Make sure you vote for Boxville. Amazing 90-second film. Um, She's a finalist, and she's going places, and you want to go as well. Thank you so much, Asia, for joining us tonight. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Innovative Minds Media. And also check out our website, InnovativeMindsMedia.com. So you can look at the latest magazine issues. We just had one drop. Mm. Yes, yes. Our September, October issue. So make sure you check that out. It's been a beautiful night talking to you, madam. Okay. And you have a good night. You too.